Welcome to the Self-Value Podcast, where self-discovery is your superpower. I'm your host, Nikki Klosser, and I'm thrilled to be joined by Sue Bryce and our lineup of amazing guests. Together, we'll explore the distinct connections between self-value, relationships, career growth, and financial abundance. Through real personal stories and expert wisdom, we'll arm you with sustainable tools and strategies to become the best version of yourself and create the life of your dreams. Hi, everyone. It's Nikki Klosser here, and my guest today on the Self-Value Podcast is Sue Bryce, my mentor, my friend, someone who has helped thousands of people with self-value and business and with growing their wealth and bettering their relationships, and I could not be more grateful for her or for what she teaches. During this episode, Sue and I both share some personal details about our own money struggles and our money growth and how it's all so connected to self-value. We also talk about how your parents' money issues and mindsets around money can have a massive impact on your own success and around your own beliefs just about what you can and can't achieve. Sue gives us really incredible advice on working through all of this so that you can finally have what you've always dreamed of, and it's just so powerful. You can hear this plus so much more on today's episode with Sue Bryce. Hi, Sue Bryce. Welcome, Hi. everyone, to Hi. the Self-Value Podcast. Woohoo! Self-Value Stories, yes. Uh, we're talking about one of my favorite things to talk about, and I know your favorite thing to teach about, which is money and you how know, it works. Not for the love of money, but for the mm. love of what it brings my life. But yes, after 13 years of teaching, I've got to say, um, showing people how to create money flow or teaching people how to monetize is actually my highest value. And it's my greatest joy because I believe that money is a value metric to self-worth. And once Mm -hmm. you work that out, you start to make money and you start to find your self-worth at the same time. And watching those two come up is the biggest Mm -hmm. life changer I've seen from any of my students in all of these years. Mm. Why are we doing this podcast? First off, I just have to say all self-value stories, whether it's self-value for love Self-value for money, self-value for body image, self-value for career, self-value for health, wealth, and happiness is the more I become and the more I love myself, the better my life gets. And that is Mm. the base of all self-value. So to me, money is a value metric to what you believe you're worth. If you can change your self-worth, you can change your money very quickly. And there's such a stigma talking about money. And I mean, you know, my previous career, I was a social worker. Like money was not, I wasn't money driven. But as I started to live my life as an adult, I realized I'm experience driven. And in order to have the experience I wanted, I needed money. I just didn't know how to get it, keep it invested. I didn't, I didn't know how to do any of those things. Two things. Dale Carnegie wrote a hundred years ago, literally, in his book, that people are not driven, they're not motivated by money. Number one is who you work with, for, sorry, who you work for. Number Mm -hmm. two is who you work with, the team you work with, and number three is what you create. And if you think about those three things, it's really your purpose and who you're working with is what drives human beings. Money is like Mm. ninth on the list. Mm. Um, Secondly, when you're a young woman, especially if you grow up middle class, um, $48,000 a year sounds like a lot of money when you're at college. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was with a master's degree. A <laughs> master. No. Like, how much did your Lord. education cost you? 47000 was what I came out of school with right. debt. Wow. There you go. Yes. Yeah. It, it would cost me more than that, but that was what, as I, you know, graduated, that's what I still owed. Wow. Yeah. It's a significant amount of money it is. for most people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty wild. Yeah. But like you said earlier about how it's a, it's a value metric mm-hmm. to self-value. Yep. I feel like for my money journey, learning how to value myself and get out of this just, I poor, I, I don't deserve it. Poor me. I'm, I'm not the supposed to be the successful one. All of the things that the messages that somehow I learned early in life, coming through that, it was crazy how my bank account shifted after all of that. So old programming, right? Let's start with Mm -hmm. mom and dad. This is where we start in the self-value class. It comes down to your old programming. You know, it's not that our parents um, were intentionally trying to give us bad money programming. We got whatever they got. So have a look at mom and dad and work out which one you're most like. 
You know, mm-hmm. was your parent tight-fisted? Were they um, completely loose with money, no boundaries? They never asked for more, so they never mm-hmm. got more, so they just survived month to month. Maybe there was lots of guilt and shame. We know the two biggest energies around money that block money coming to you are guilt and shame. And what mm-hmm. is guilt and shame about? You know, it really comes down to what you believe you're worth. And if your parents didn't sort of give you this abundant self-value, sometimes they try to give you value. Your dad talked to you about money a lot. And he, mm-hmm. you know, all of the stuff you say about what your dad taught you about money, my dad did not teach me. My dad drove it like he stole it, lived month to month till the day he died. And I mm-hmm. value so much of that. My father loved life and he lived, but he didn't ask for more and he didn't ask mm-hmm. for what he was worth and I saw that and then I didn't ask for what I was worth because I was brought up with this belief that you have to be humble and all these and that's great yes I am still humble but I needed to learn how to ask for my share in equal exchange I feel like you were given this um, money programming a little bit differently your dad was definitely into money but at the end of the day he was tight-fisted right and he was about mm-hmm. saving money and so when you have different money values to your parents and it's not the same as theirs, they might kind of shame you for having those values. Like mm-hmm. you might have you valued something that they just wouldn't spend money on. So to them, they're mm-hmm. telling you this is wrong, but you're like, this is actually who I am. This is what I want. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know that travel is one of my highest values and that is, was not right? the case for my dad. So I was given shame when I would spend my money on it, but my mom and dad were polar opposites with money. My mom was more like your dad, where my dad was teaching me about credit card interest, but I still, the second I turned 18 and I was able to get a credit card walking around college campus where they like prey on 18 year olds, I signed up immediately and 10 grand in debt by the time I was 19. Wow. I mean, it's just, it's just, yeah, it's wild. But I feel like, like you said, it all came back to my self-worth. I was really struggling with my self-value and therefore it reflected in my bank account. So you learned, I remember watching you learn this too. You learned that when you're traveling the world and your father's telling you that that's ridiculous, that's a ridiculous thing to spend money on because it's, it's something he did not value. You then learned what you value the most. And mm-hmm. And regardless of what anybody around you values, when you want something for yourself, you have a right to create that for yourself, regardless of what they think and feel, because that's their programming and their limits. And Mm -hmm. it's also not their value. So once you work that out, you create more of that in your life. doesn't matter what they say to you, because you can say to them, hey, that's what you value. This is what I value. And this is what I will spend my money on. I learned that I like to spend money on things. My family don't have things. They were just not things people. My mum said, I had four kids, but you just came out bougie. She was like, you wanted things. You just wanted things. And she was like, I remember her saying to me when I was a teenager, you should have been born to parents with money. And I looked at her and I was like, wow. And I was like, because I want things. And then they made me feel bad for wanting things. Instead of learning that I could create any of the things I want for myself because that's what I value. So, yeah, you've got to separate yourself from mum and dad there. And it's hard. though. That old programming is like a tattoo. It's, it's ingrained and it takes a long time to push away, especially if you have a crave parent. So there, as you were teaching me all of this way back when, I remember, remember sharing a story with you where I've always been obsessed with big Victorian homes, and I used to ask my mom to drive me around the neighborhoods. We did not have a large home. My parents were divorced. We moved into a very small home, and I used to ask her to drive me around the neighborhoods, and she didn't want to. And later on in life, she told me I made her feel very bad asking her to do that because she couldn't give that to me. And in hindsight, I wish she had said to me, heck yeah, get in the car. We're going to pick out which which house is going to be yours when you're an adult. But instead, it was her shame and her guilt that was passed along to me. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. You know, I my dad used to shame me by saying whenever we got money, my brother would save it and I would spend it. And mm. my dad would say to me, it's burning a hole in your pocket. Uh, you want to spend it. You can't keep it. Mm. And in my head, I would be like, yeah, I do want to go and spend this money because that's why I worked for it or that's why I got it. 
Um, it's mine. I can spend it on candy or whatever I want. Isn't that the point? And the way he would do that made me believe that I was no good with money and my brother was exceptional with money. And when we grew up, that's exactly how we grew up. I couldn't keep money and he is exceptional with money to this day. Mm -hmm. And I remembered that programming becoming my, that's who I am. But the truth is, is like you think about that, um, I definitely remembered saying that to my dad when I was 14 years old. I said, I want nice things. And he snapped at me in a way. And when I look back and thought about it, I was telling him he didn't give me enough and I wanted more. Exactly. I felt bad about that. In hindsight, I made them feel bad about that. But that's actually the truth of what I was experiencing as a kid. And that was my truth. I wanted that beautiful house and I wanted that... You know, I told my mom when I was 10 years old, when I grow up, I'm going to buy you a Rolls Royce. Why a Rolls Royce? I mean, of all the stupid things I could say, and <laughs> I asked her about that recently. I'm 52. I said, Mom, do you remember this conversation? And she said, yeah, you told me you are going to buy me a Rolls Royce. And oh, when she so said funny. a Rolls Royce, I was like, yes, because you deserve that. And oh. I would speak like that as a kid. So, yeah, I'm sure I gave them a big healthy dose of you're not giving me enough. And also, my parents were trying to teach me that they were good people. So to them, I was like, stop asking for money when being a good person is more important. And I was like, but I am a good person. I'm a good person that's asking for more. (laughs) Right? And and as you know, so many people, just the way our society is built and religion includes this, where rich people are bad. If you have too much and you don't give it away – It's this mentality that you're a bad person. So why I'm not going to fight to be rich if now that makes me bad. Well, a lot of of community now, if you think about a lot of Christian community too, are flourishing financially because they're flourishing within the bounds of helping each one of their members of their congregation flourish because the Bible wants you to be rich. God wants you to be rich in the fullest sense of the word. And being rich is what? It's same as like when we talk about body image, when we say, I feel fat, what does fat mean to you? What does rich mean to you? Because these words are used so incorrectly now and they Mm -hmm. don't, and they represent bad things and they Mm -hmm. don't represent the actual truth of what they are. What does money flow look like to you? Go and do your thrive budget. Go and do your survival budget. That'll tell me everything I need to know. How you're Mm -hmm. surviving. This is how we start, isn't it? We, we find out how you're living now. You write that out. That's your survival budget nut. And that nut is how you live. It's not how you want to live. It's not how you should live. <laughs> it's the truth yeah. of how you're living now. And a lot of people are not honest with themselves around their money or they avoid looking at it. But when you really write down that month to month and then you write down how you want to live, survival budget, thrive budget, work out how you want to live, how you want to spend money, and it will be different than anybody else what you value, like you might say, Mm -hmm. I need to save $500 a month for that big family trip I want every year. Mine might be, I'm going to save $500 a month for a fleet of luxury cars that I dream of owning. It doesn't matter. We all have a different value that brings us great Mm -hmm. joy and activates that heart. That's where you want to be. You want to be thriving in the life that you want. So when you start to look at how you live now and how you want to live, You're going to get a number on how you live now. You're going to get a number on how you want to live. And we're going to bridge that gap and ask for more. So that's all we're doing as kids is learning who we are and what we want. And then finding out that what we want, if it's more than our parents, is shameful. Mm. Yeah. I know guilt and shame are such a huge part of this. And in in self-value workshops where sometimes you go through this Thrive Budget and and people asking for what they really want. And you've asked some of our our students and they'll say like, ooh, it just, it feels really weird to ask for this. You know, it comes back to that guilt and shame. Yeah. It's it's Guilt, shame and resentment. Let's talk about those three things around money because guilt is I can't ask for more. Mm -hmm. Guilt is I feel bad asking for more. And Mm -hmm. that is equal exchange. My dad started a business when he was 21. It failed by the time he was 23. When I asked my mum why he failed, she said he couldn't ask for money. 
Mm. See, but he wasn't asking for money. He was asking to be paid for the job he'd done. That is equal exchange. That's not asking for a handout. That's asking for the value of what I gave you in equal exchange. And mum was like, he couldn't ask. He just thought people would pay him and they wouldn't because people won't part with their money until you say, could I please have my share? And when we're not asking for equal share in everything we do, we get ripped off. Then Mm -hmm. resentment comes. And once we are resentful around money, we find it very hard to ask for it. It's interesting because as I was working through my own self-value is when I started to raise my prices in my business. Mm -hmm. And the whole value or the idea of an equal given exchange, you know, value for my time, my product, my service equals X amount of money. That was, that was tricky to work through, but it was incredible how once I was working through it, my bank account, you saw it, just kept going up. Same. My life experiences were just richer and better and the things that I truly wanted to do. And it's... So when we're struggling to find that money value, um, and it's money value, like if I value something and I value something a lot, it's going to start coming towards me. So a lot of people find it hard to find what I call that purpose because I found Mm -hmm. it very hard to find my purpose as a photographer. Um, I knew that I was taking good photographs, but I was like, at the end of the day, they're just photographs. I didn't value my time. I didn't value my expertise, my mastery. I didn't value what I was giving to make Mm -hmm. this work. And so I really struggled with it. And this is something you'll learn in self-value and it will it will change your path forward, is the purpose that you are looking for is you. You're the purpose. Mm. You're the purpose in building this. You're the purpose in asking for more. You're the purpose in growing. You're the purpose in learning that you are worth more. It's about you. Yes, you can have be driven to your full purpose by your children because it's motivating you to become more for them, but the mm-hmm. purpose is still you. It's not for them. You don't become rich for your children. You become rich doing what you want, asking for what you want, living how you want, growing the life you want, and your children mm-hmm. see that. They see you connected with heart activation. They see you lit up every day going to a job or a career or a business or going to the couch to watch your investments grow from the couch because that's what you do when you're locked into what you really want and when you value money and you value the direction it's going in. That's what Mm -hmm. they're learning from you, but the purpose is you. And until you sit down and say, I'm the one that's supposed to break through this. I'm the one that's supposed to find my value. I'm the one that's supposed to walk the path of least resistance in the true light. I'm the one that's supposed to find Mm. my full power and my true path. It's all me. And when Mm. I become more, everybody around me becomes more just because I'm living this way. So Mm. the purpose is not your kids. It's not. It's you. And you just have to accept it. You're the one. And no one's coming to rescue you. And mum and dad aren't coming to change their money energy to make your money energy change. It's all about you learning what yours is, what your value is. And mum and dad are not coming to make it right. And they're not coming to teach you what your value is because mm-hmm. they didn't know theirs or they didn't know how to bring yours out in you. So now it's mm-hmm. your turn to be valuable, to find out how valuable you are, to attract as much money as you want, and make no mistake about it, manifestation is not wishes, it's not kisses, it's not butterfly wishes, <laughs> it's not sitting on the couch with your hands down your pants. The definition of manifestation is not even creation, it's clarity. It's what I want, what I believe I'm worth, what I step up to receive, and how quickly I can do that in my own emotional self is how fast I can turn my money situation around. And we have seen this happen. Well, I'm an example of that. You're an example of that. Thousands of times. Not hundreds, Nikki. We've seen thousands of our students break through this simply by realizing that they're not asking for more. They're not asking for what they want. 
They're not asking for equal exchange. They're not even asking the people around them for the love and support that they deserve because they don't believe or don't know how to ask for more. This this concept that you talk about, so, okay, living paycheck to paycheck as an example. I did it for years. You did it for years. It's asking for no more and no less. Somehow we magically got the exact number we needed to pay the bills. Every month. So talk about that, no more and no less. It's never enough, though. You ask for, I need this much money. I've got to pay rent. I need food money. And everything you need shows up. Yeah. And, it's, and it just shows up. It makes yeah. you hurt for it. You get money pain. You feel sick. You feel sick looking at your bills. Yeah. You feel sick. People talk about having things. You think it must be nice. You live in resentment because envy, resentment, that's where it comes from. And it's easy to envy people with money because they have it so easy, don't they? And they don't share it with you, do they? And they take the lion's share, don't they? And you envy that because that's what you want. You want more and you want to ask for more and you want to put up better boundaries and you want to stop people taking from you. So you don't, and you just resent people who do. And that resentment will stop you from asking for more because now mm-hmm. it's poor me and I'm. it's not fair and I can't have this because. That yep. mentality will rob you of life. It robbed me of abundant life for years and years and years until I learned to ask for more. So no more and no less comes down to what we ask for. That's why when you do your survival budget and you look at the number, And there will be a consistent number. That is your survival budget because you don't Mm -hmm. ask for more than that number and that's what shows up for you every month, just. Mm -hmm. So when you apply that to your Thrive budget and you put those two budgets up beside each other, all I'm interested in is what I call the in-between. What are you asking for on the Thrive budget that you don't ask for now? No wonder you're not getting it. How much money is your survival budget and do you believe that's all you're worth? And how much money is your Thrive budget? And don't be ridiculous. Don't create like, my survival budget is $5,000 a month, but my Thrive budget is $88,000 because I want a (laughs) private jet and I want a Ferrari. And it's like, cool, Mm -hmm. everyone wants a private jet and a Ferrari. But adjust your Thrive budget to be more like, Everything you get in your survival plus everything you truly want with value, let it be, say, five grand to eight grand. Now we're going to bridge that gap. We're going to start focusing on $8,000 every month, asking for that instead of 5000 Watch it go up to eight. No more and yep. no less than what you yep. ask for. And when you really look at what you're asking for, have a look at your survival budget. What's on that left list is what you're asking for. What's on that left list is what's showing up for you. And you're not getting what's on that right list because you're not asking for it. And you're not showing up to that every single day because if you were, that would start to show up. Every year I redo my survival nut because I don't live on a survival nut. I live on a thrive nut. And I want to make sure that nut is still thriving. I want to make sure I'm not just using all my income. I want to make sure I still have direction and value. Like, am I still saving for the things I really want? Are those Mm -hmm. active bank accounts really giving me money direction? And I want to redo it and replenish it every year. So I know what my new number is that I'm asking for and why I'm asking for it. Because when you're in alignment with the purpose of what you want, and you're asking for more, and you're being clear about it, you're not manifesting, you have that clarity of manifestation Mm -hmm. where it's like every day I'm working towards this, it's going to come to you fast. And -hmm. then you're going to learn how to manage that money, and it will be exactly what you ask for, no more and no less. It feels so much better too. Like when I think about being in debt and living paycheck to paycheck, there was always this scarcity mentality, and the energy was stress and even fear and just... Being, yes, Shame. sick, overwhelming. Shame. And that matched my self-value at the time. Okay, so remember guilt is I'm a bad person or I can't ask for something because I'm, I'm, that would be bad. I feel guilty. I'm supposed to be humble. But mm-hmm. shame is I'm a bad person. So when you live there, you live in shame. You hide your debt. You live in the shame mm-hmm. of I'm not actually good with money. I have no control. I'm a bad person. People would be horrified if they knew the truth. You're living in this constant, 
I'm a bad person. And then you put poor me on there, a bit of resentment, a serving of envy from somebody living a life that you want, Mm -hmm. add guilt and shame, and you're actually in a self-imposed cycle of being less than everybody else. It's brutal. And you're Mm -hmm. doing it to yourself because Mm -hmm. you refuse to instead accept your money situation, ask for more, and start building your self-value. And you Mm -hmm. truly turn it around in that way. And stopping avoiding the money situation, it's all of this is so empowering. But that was when I started to really feel empowered. When you would be like, look, you're looking at your bank account every day. Yeah. (laughs) And stop avoiding it. It was really empowering. Yes. Until it stops feeling shameful. Yes. Yes. And this is just what it is. Yeah. And I'm accepting it and I'm going to watch it as it as I have less and less debt and I'm going to grow out of it. it because you it went from the saying most things like, you would say things to me 11 years ago, you would say things like, oh, I'm getting, my bank account's getting low and I've got to start booking more shoots. And I'm, and, I, and I'm like, and will you get all of that by worrying about money? And you were like, no. And then I'm like, so focus instead on what you're giving and mm-hmm. let that energy come to you. And then you would start coming mm-hmm. back saying, first you would say how a lot. How and I'd say if you say but how you're sending the money away you've got to say what am I giving and then you started to say things like booked another shoot booked another shoot booked another Mm -hmm. shoot and all of a sudden you were getting really focused on the positive of what you were you know bringing into your business every single day into Mm -hmm. your world every day and I could see that shift in you very very quickly. Mm, and there was so much joy and focusing on what I was giving to people and what I was doing for people and remembering that these are the prices and people are choosing to pay me. So why would there be guilt and shame in that? You're right. So my money story started and really started when I went to become self-employed. So it was in 2001 where I was like, I'm going to go out on my own. I was earning $400 a week. And I was living month to month or week to week, actually. And the weird thing was, is I thought I could go and start this business. No more and no less, I got a camera and I um, painted my garage. And I said, I'm in business. And it turns out I could only sell exactly $400 a week. I could only sell what I was making. And I call that a wage mentality. So in 2001, I was... uh, just 30 years old. I had credit card debt. I had zero savings. I was living $400 a week. And I was like, I'm going to start this business. And I realized in that that year, I had no self-value. I had no money direction. I couldn't ask for money in equal exchange. I had no Mm -hmm. concept of what a profit margin was. I was certainly not going to be profitable, let alone sustainable, being self-employed. So I was learning everything real fast, as quickly as I could, like right from grassroots. That's my money story in 22 years. But I broke through money in the first three years. I broke through selling, and that taught me how to ask for more. In the next three years, I broke through value of learning how to keep money, have a sustainable business, be sustainable, but I still had all of this guilt and shame. Like I still think like a poor kid. I, mm-hmm. I'm i writing a money book right now. I'm calling it Rich Poor Kid because mm-hmm. now I feel like Love a rich it. poor kid. I still do poor girl shit and I it blows my mind and yet I understand the value of money now and I understand what it did. But I still carry guilt and shame around what this money means to me and what it means for my family. But we have this incredible insight with you because for the last 11 years of knowing you and coaching you, we've watched you change your money. And I can almost track that like a story that blows my mind of watching the moment where you went from, I can ask for more. Why am I in debt? What's with this belief I have around my old programming? Then I watched Mm -hmm. you ask for more. And then I watched you raise your prices three or four times. And the weird thing is, is you say things like, I raised my prices like three times. And I'm like, 
The world doesn't know what you charge until they ask you, but you keep putting a number on your value and saying, and then I'm going up, and then I'm going up, and then I'm going up. It's so bizarre to me. Then I watched you get to a place where you start to accumulate money. Mm-hmm. And accumulating is when you've gone past asking for it. You you know, asking for it is one thing. It starts to flow towards you. Keeping it or receiving it and then keeping yes. it, two different <laughs> lessons, right? Totally you, different. Yeah. You've got to learn to get paid. So I always mm-hmm. I always describe it like this. Asking for money is when you say, I charge this much or I'm worth this much. You set a boundary and you make it very clear. Receiving money is when you get paid for it. So you can say how much you charge and money comes towards you, but until you receive the money and get paid for that, you don't actually get it in your hand. You've got to receive it. Keeping it is when you've asked for enough, you're in equal exchange, you value the exchange, and now you're going to take that valuable money that you've got for you and you're going to put it towards what you really want. That is... That is called keeping it. And once you yeah. do that, you start to build this, like, wealth. Then mm-hmm. I watched you get to a place after you accumulate. I watched you start to grow your money because money begets money. It, money mm-hmm. makes more money. The more money you have, the more money it makes. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Living poor mm-hmm. is expensive, yeah. Living wealthy is ridiculously easy and that's why it's such a trap when you are poor, when you are stuck in that cycle of not asking for more. Mm-hmm. It is it feels like you can't get out of it and you can. Uh, it almost just brings me back to that feeling in my gut Same. just hearing you talk about it. It is that yeah. It's so weird. Okay, so when I talk about clearing all your energy centers before we ever start doing any self-value work, the gut, that pleasure center, that orange center is in your stomach. That's mm-hmm. where you carry all that guilt and shame. And when you avoid it, Definitely. that's what you cover up. That's why we overeat. That's why we overspend. That's why we do all of the pleasure-seeking stuff because it's that energy center in your gut. That mm-hmm. feeling is guilt and shame. It goes away when you look at and accept your situation. When you understand you're the poison and you're the antidote, that feeling goes away. So Mm -hmm. that's the feeling we're talking about. I call it money pain. It's guilt and shame. It's a feeling of feeling out of control, maybe Mm -hmm. even a little resentful. There's a whole lot of narrative that gets stuck in your mind when you're looking at your money and you're like, this is not fair. I can't do this. This is not my fault. None of that is powerful energy. None of it is in alignment or asking for more. It's all just accepting that you can't have more. You can shift that and you can shift that old programming and you can start asking for more and start asking now for more. Okay, and then I'm going to say, but how? (laughs) How do you start asking for No, just, you know, I... I know you teach so much around this within self-value, the workshops and everything, but, you know, what would be some, like, basic ways that you can ask for more? Okay. So you can ask for more money when you set a boundary to not spend any of your money in a way that you don't want to spend money. Just setting Mm. that boundary is asking for more to come back to you. You can ask for more when you write a goal list and you say, I'm going to create everything on this list for me because I am the purpose and I'm the reason I'm asking. You ask for more when you write your thrive budget and you look at the difference between your survival budget and your thrive budget and you see Mm -hmm. in order to get this much more over here, I've got to ask for more. You ask for more when you ask for more time, when you ask for more money for your time, when you Mm -hmm. ask for more wages, more salary, more money to support you in your home. You ask for more when you ask for more time out to replenish, to set time for yourself, 
to grow your goals, to learn more, to master more. You're asking for more of what you want because you know that you deserve more. So it's about waking up every day and creating a goal list that is so powerful and so for you that you feel very activated to walk towards that every single day. You ask for more when you say no to anything you don't want to do. You Mm -hmm. ask for more when you connect and ask for support, not in a way that is manipulative, not Mm -hmm. in a way that is, you know, you don't do this for me, and not in a way that is an ultimatum, but when you ask for more because you believe you are worth more and you're just setting a Mm -hmm. boundary of, um, I need this and I want this from you. So you can ask for more in every part of your life the best part is come to awareness every single day of what you're not asking for how often do you feel annoyed pissed off hurt quiet sullen just unable to speak up for your needs because you didn't think they were valid so if you start to notice how many times you're not asking for what you want or how often you feel like you're missing out or how often you feel like your needs are not being met, it's because you're not asking for more. There are so many areas we can ask for more. I really want us to interview Kimmy Nekvapil. She wrote a book called The Gift of Asking. And if you have Mm. a problem asking for more time, more money, more boundaries, more of anything, read that book, The Gift of Mm. Asking especially uh, chapter 13 where you write the goal list for what it is that you want and what you're going to start asking for. It really came down to the same energy of money. When we ask for more, we feel icky. We feel shameful. We feel not worthy. And we don't speak up for ourselves and set boundaries because we're not asking for that. We're not asking to be more, to be seen as more, to be respected more. So it is, it starts the ball rolling. When you're looking at money value and self-value, they're both coming up equal at the same time. They can't rise without the other one. You can't ask for more until you see yourself as more. You can't Mm -hmm. see yourself as more until you start asking for more and realizing that you're worth asking for more. It is cyclic and it goes Mm -hmm. up as fast as it goes down. So you can turn it around. Yeah, and I, it, this isn't like a, a one-time just ask for more once. It's like living in that energy yes. and, and focusing on it. Demonstrating it. More than yeah, even daily. focusing on asking, you will stop asking as soon as you realize you can ask for whatever you want. The universe, God will give you whatever you ask for and whatever you step up for and, and with your hands out in equal exchange is what you will receive. In equal exchange. So for whatever energy you step up to ask for something, that's what you're asking, that's what you're going to get, and you will get it. Make no mistake about that. You've got to learn how to start asking for more. When you, I remember there was a, a story that you've told when you were just broke. Like you didn't know where your next paycheck was going to come from. And I was only focused on the fact that I wasn't getting another paycheck. So Mm -hmm. it was just cutting me off, cutting me off, cutting me off. But I was at desperation point. I couldn't make, I didn't know where I was going to live. I was living in another country. I had no means to get home. I was schlepping around about 75 pounds of computer and camera equipment trying to make this work. And I had this like rock bottom moment where Somebody owed me $300. They said they'd put it into my bank account. I flew to the next city to do a job, one job that I had gotten that was going to just give me enough to survive that month. And I get there and they haven't put in that $300 and I've got $5 left to my name. I didn't know how I was going to catch a cab. I didn't know how I was going to, um, I was lucky I could stay at a friend's house. And I didn't even know how, I couldn't even have the money for a cab. Like that's how broken, broken, broke ass I was. And I did this big thing where I like bawled my eyes out for three hours and I declared to the universe that I was going to be brave enough to stand up and start asking for what I was worth and that I was going to 
walk my true path and that I knew what I had to do, but I was just too scared to do it. So even in the crying out of what I was asking for, I was very aware that I was about to make a big shift in my life. Mm -hmm. And whilst Mm -hmm. I was screaming to the universe, railing to the universe, I was saying things like, you're going to support me. I'm going to jump and you're going to support. I was saying ridiculous things like this. Uh, I got a a message on my phone to say we would like to book you for this new thing and it was the job I wanted it was the price I wanted it was the breakout of my career it was from Canon Australia and the the joke was they left a message I never heard the call because I was too busy screaming at the universe <laughs> to give me what I wanted and the universe was like um they yeah. left a message you can stop screaming and crying now and when I got the message, my instant response was, I can't do this job. It's too fearful, like what they're asking for. And I was like, that's what you just screamed for. Like you screamed mm-hmm. it so loud, the universe was like, here, have it. And then I look at it and go, I can't do this because, and I was like, you asked for this and mm-hmm. you said you were going to be brave enough to step up to receive it. So step up to receive it. And as soon as I shifted that in that hour, I booked three more jobs that week. Mm. It was so weird. It was like I'd gone from this scarcity, I don't know how I'm going to pay this month's rent, and I was not going to, there was no solution, and that's Mm -hmm. what I was headed for, to screaming out for what I wanted and having that provided for me by Friday. This was by Friday. Uh, That was Tuesday I arrived. By Friday I went from $2.50 because the bus cost me $2.50 to get there. I went from having $2.50 and wondering how I was going to eat to living, well, staying in a million-dollar beachfront property of an amazing friend, who a a client who became an amazing friend, still is to Mm -hmm. this day, to having food in the pantry, which she'd left for me, a car to use that she'd left for me, and then three jobs that she had helped book by just telling her friends how awesome I was. And all of a sudden, my money situation went from desperate to $10,000 in the bank in four days and booking an international speaking gig, which was, you know, why I was at rock bottom. I wanted to do this new thing, and I wasn't asking for it. I wasn't stepping up to receive it. I was Mm -hmm. sitting at home getting resentful that other people had it when I wanted it, and I would be better at it. That's what I was stuck on, comparison, ego, instead of what is my value here? What do I want? What do I believe I'm worth? And what am I asking for? And then what am I stepping up to? So that was my most pivotal moment. And I never went back to rock bottom again after that moment. Mm. And I even know the date it happened because it was Valentine's Day. And I was crying because I didn't have a boyfriend. (laughs) Salt on the wound. So I was crying oh. because I was broke. I'd lost all my money. I wasn't going where I want. My career wasn't turning the way I wanted it to, and it was Valentine's Day. So I can even tell you back then when it was in 2009. That's how crazy my rock bottom was. And then it just woke me up. I've already done this. I've learned about mm-hmm. money. I know how to receive money. I know the steps I needed to take to get where I wanted to go, but I was too afraid to take them, and I didn't mm-hmm. believe I was worth it. So that moment was it. And no more and no less than what I asked for. Well, yeah, and that. (laughs) Sue, where does action come into this? Because if you had just sat on the couch and never mastered your skills as a photographer, like Canon is not calling you. So it's not like you can just sit on the couch, do nothing ever, and expect for all of these opportunities to come your way. Like where's that balance with taking action? Okay, mastery for starters, mastery is an incredible thing because nobody can take mastery away from you. It doesn't mm. matter what your education is, whether you went to Yale or Harvard or Stanford, it really doesn't. At the Well, it does It does in a lot of, in a lot of careers, but Certain when you're self-employed, yeah, when it comes down to your self-value, um, you can have two people with exactly the same education. doesn't make one more valuable than the other. Mm-hmm. Um, what makes one more valuable than the other because somebody's always going to be giving more value. So I think for me what it came down to was I really had to learn that mastery was going to take me um, way further because mastery is simply an education. and um, My education and mastering my craft or my skill, um, to me mastery is just confidence to ask for more. Mm. 
And mastery is um, saying, I have created this and I can do this. So it gave me a feeling of value that other people didn't have because mastery Mm -hmm. gives you a sense of value. And it doesn't matter what your education is. No one can take mastery away from you. Like if you are uneducated and you have um, a, a college education, but you are mastering one craft and whoever masters that craft with the most amount of joy is the master of this craft. So it really didn't matter to me. Mastery was everything. So yeah, Mm -hmm. that definitely helps. But when you say, do you sit on the couch? It's alignment. So alignment for me is when you think something, oh, I really want to do this thing. And then your response is a feeling comes up. Now that feeling can be fear, anywhere Mm -hmm. from trepidation to terror. Mm -hmm. Right, that range of fear, but know this, Mm -hmm. fear doesn't leave you. It stays with you. You can move with fear. Fear is just keeping you safe. So if you have a little bit of fear or a whole lot of fear, you can be like, I'm terrified to try this. It doesn't matter. The next step is your heart activates. It's like your heart's like, I want this. It's certainty and Mm -hmm. conviction. It's commitment. It's Mm -hmm. that moment where you're like, this is what lights me up. This is connection. And once you get to your heart, you can't get kicked off that alignment. Your focus is how you show up every day. And that alignment only gets a full circle when what you want, the idea of what you want, it's a great idea. It feels good. I'm committed and fully activated to do it. So much so I turn up to it every single day. My focus becomes my daily practice. Mm -hmm. That is alignment, regardless of what you're doing, whether you're mastering something, building something, creating something, You're in full alignment with who you are, what you want. You are the purpose, why you're doing this. The focus to turn up to it every day becomes easy because it's joyful and it's what you want and it's your true path. That's alignment. That's how you create anything. That alignment puts you into an energy of a connected, heart-activated energy. It means I'm excited for what I'm doing. I'm excited for what I'm created. I'm joyful. My emotions around it are clear. I'm out of my own way. My heart's activated. I know what I want. I'm showing up to this every day. I'm seeing evidence that it's good, that it's working. I'm coming to this place at full energy Mm. every single day. That forces action. It forces conversation. It forces action. It forces more alignment. It you attract more conversations around what you want, who you are, how you're connected. You attract more clients. It's this constant like growth of alignment in you that forces action. So if you're trying to take action, but your emotions are stopping you from taking action, you need to stop and deal with the thought that's driving that emotion. Because your emotions are only reacting to your thoughts And your thoughts can be changed. So if you go to do something and you get stuck on an old story, and that old story makes you feel bad, and that old story brings you back to, I can't have this or not asking for more, Mm -hmm. you're going to get kicked out of alignment and you can't manifest anything. So get into alignment with who you are, what you deserve, what you want, Mm -hmm. And if you believe you can have it or not, get into alignment there, get clear, and then start getting excited about what it is that you truly want so that you can show up to it every day in that focus. And that's exactly it. That's, I mean, that's the summary of That's exactly right. But it still took you 11 years to go through Mm -hmm. the cycle of first, can I have this? Mm -hmm. Uh, second, can I leave this job and am I able? I remember the moment where you went from $48,000 a year to, oh my gosh, I'm going to make $75,000 this year and me going, mm-hmm. yeah, and pay taxes. So, you right. know, you're still going to be very close to what you, the next year. You were like, I'm going to make $200,000 this year. The next year mm-hmm. is I'm going to make $280,000 this year. And yeah. I just watched you grow it and grow it and grow it. I'm going to invest my money this year. But it didn't Mm. happen overnight. No. Why not? 
Because you've got to learn each stage. You've got to go through it emotionally. You've got to learn that you're worth it. You've got to see and feel the value. It doesn't just happen overnight. You've got to change the way you see yourself and ask for more. Yeah, and I wasn't asking for more. I was asking in small increments. And it is remarkable what I have now compared to when you met me. I mean, I own apartment building after apartment building. I have a lake house and a house in the country, like, It's pretty crazy when you think about when we met in 2012, where I was renting an apartment. You owned a condo and you to now and you owned a condo and you were about to buy your first home when I met you. You owned your condo in Michigan. Yep. Wait. Let me think. Yeah. When we first met was 2012. I didn't buy. We didn't buy our first. Okay. So I bought a condo that I was so underwater in because I got into a bad mortgage. I was like jaded with real estate because I was just. It was bad. Now, I we bought I bought my first home with a good mortgage and savings and all of that in 2015. With Dan. So it was three years yeah, after we three met. Three years. Yep. Wow, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. And yes, so, now you have a real estate investment company. Because as you learn, money keeps begetting money, begets money, and then you grow money, and then you grow well. Yeah. And you know I have my moments still that I have to come back. But the, the good news is, is that the, I, know, I know what to do now. I have those tools. Yeah. So when I start to feel any of that guilt or shame or I'm not giving my money direction or I'm not asking for enough, I know how to get back on track. Yes, same. And that, I think, has been so important. I think that's the difference between learning how to actually grow money and, like, I know that if it got taken away, I would just keep growing money again. I know how to ask for equal exchange. So let's finish with one of the biggest things that I do in the self-value workshop and Mm -hmm. and. We have recorded money now as its own series um, of eight videos because people just want to deep dive on money, on self-value, on body image, and on their daily ritual. So money being its own thing. On the money workshop, one of the things that I do, especially in person, was make everyone close their eyes. And Mm. everyone puts out their hand at the money workshop. And I say, I have a gift for you. And I walked around and I put a check in everybody's hand and it was for a million dollars, wasn't it? And the way, and then I said, I want you to open your eyes and look at this money, write your name on the check, um, and I want you to validate the check, and I want it in your mind to put it into your bank account. Mm. And the responses of everybody in the room is extraordinary. Some people couldn't touch the check and pushed it away. Mm. Some people couldn't write their name on it, not for a day. Um, other people said things like... Um, and this isn't even a real check. No. I mean, this is like... I made it a real check. People still couldn't, yeah, and touch it, it. But it was so real to people when they were yeah. holding it. I signed it. I made it a pink self-value check for those that are, um, you know, haven't seen one. And yeah. for a moment there, people were just holding this money. And I want you to close your eyes listening and just ask yourself, if I was to put this check into your hand right now, what would you do with it? Write a list. What would you do with this money? How does this money make you feel? Does it make you feel relief? Does it make you feel freedom? Mm -hmm. And do you know that you will do with this money exactly what you're doing with money right now until you change the way you ask for, think, feel, and you know, look at money, energy, you're going to do exactly what you do now with money. So if you've got savings, it's probably going to go into savings. If you've got investments, it's going to go to investments. If it's you've got debt, it's going to pay off your debt. If you give money away, you're going to give this away. You just give it, it just makes you more of what you already are. That's Mm -hmm. why you have to change your money energy in order to become more. And if you think about that, It's going to make you more of what you already are. Write that list for me. And when you write the list of what it alleviates in you, um, that's really incredible because you've got to deal with that emotion now and say, I don't bring this emotion back into my body anymore, into Mm -hmm. my thought. Mm -hmm. Also, ask yourself, does it change your path? And if it changes your path, then you need to know you can't wait for money to change your path. You're not waiting Uh for the money to change your path. You're going to change your path and ask for more money and it's going to show up for you because it's your heart telling you what you would do if somebody gave this money to you. 
Now, you know there's no such thing as a free lunch. Having this money simply is going to give you an emotional response in some way. Work out what it is. That's what you need to work on. It's going to represent a whole lot of stuff. Do the journal on this. This is where we go with your money class. And it changes people. They start to see, if I had more, I would live this way. Well, why don't you tell the world what you want to have and start making that your priority. And if it's truly purpose and value, it's going to come every day to you at full power. So that million, I call it the million dollar dream. You know, I coach, as you know, I mean, people out there, I coach people in business, creatives in business. I create, I teach them how to monetize whatever they're doing. I teach them how to be valuable enough to put a number on themselves and monetize. How would that $1 million change your business right now? How would that $1 million change your career path? How much would that money change the path you're walking right now? Say, well, if I had a million, I wouldn't keep going on this path. I'd do it this way. Change now. Mm-hmm. Like, don't wait for the money to ask for everything there. This is an incredible lesson. Survive budget, mm-hmm. thrive budget, million dollar dream. If you can do those three things and work out which where you're getting tripped up, then you can change your money situation. Third, if you can't look at the money you have now and the situation that you've got yourself into and there's pain that comes up, that's what you need to do every day. Go and look at your money until it takes the pain away. Start looking at it as facts and numbers. It's just numbers. Mm -hmm. It represents nothing more than numbers and freedom of what you can create for yourself. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Yep. And get into alignment with who you are, your self-worth, what you believe you're worth. And if you look me in the eye and say, I do believe I'm worth money, it's people that don't. That's not true. That's Mm -hmm. a lie. If you say, I could make money, but not in my town or my city or my country. That's not true. Mm -hmm. That's a lie. And it's a lie you've told yourself. Mm -hmm. And then fourth, the biggest thing around money uh, would be stop lying about money. Stop lying to other people about money. Mm -hmm. Stop lying to yourself about money and what you have and what you don't have. I teach a lot of self-value classes. I teach a lot of confidence and business. But when I teach money, the room goes quiet. And people lie about their money because they have so much guilt and shame. And I'm here to tell you, if you can get rid of the guilt and the shame, that is the block that's stopping money from coming to you. Mm -hmm. So stop lying to yourself. Practice utmost honesty around money with yourself and all others. That integrity alone shifts so much money energy that you start to attract it because you'll stop feeling like a bad person and you start feeling like a good person. When you start feeling like a good person, it's amazing how money suddenly Mm. appears in your life. Yeah. Join us whenever you want to go through the money series. I beg you to go through the self-value series first. Mm. Why? Mm -hmm. Because until you know who you are and what you want and what you truly value, you can't ask for more. Then go through the daily ritual practice second because when you wake up every day and you learn how to shift your thoughts, Mm -hmm. which then shift your emotions, that means you can get into alignment with who you are and what you want every day, then you're powerful indeed. Then do the money series. I broke them up because I feel like they've just got to be in small, powerful chunks first. Know your worth first, all right? know how to process it every day and then you know how to set goals because you know what you want by the end of those two powerful little series you'll know what you want then turn your attention towards money earn more ask for more create more in your life create an amazing thrive life instead of a survival life learn how to turn on all the taps of money so that you can just keep making money and that you do not send it away anymore because now you get to have the life that you want and that thrive list and that 
you can learn so much by just doing that work there. Mm. So when you're ready to join us, join us and do that work because it's a game changer. I realise now I did not need to be shameful for becoming so successful. I could free my family by teaching them how to get to their money flow and their highest value. Mm. It was actually the gift I could give my family and the generations below me and now I know I've broken a generational poverty cycle in my family and you can too. Mm. Thank you, Sue. That was amazing. We'll be back for our next talk next time. Selfvalue.com too if you want to do some more of this work. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Self-Value Podcast. If you want even more about Self-Value to start changing your own life, head over to selfvalue.com where you can find all of the education you need to start reaching your full potential. Also, your five-star reviews really help us to continue what we do. So if you like listening, would you mind giving us a review wherever you listen? We really appreciate it. Well, that's all for today, but don't forget to head over to selfvalue.com.